All right, we are on. Hello, Brett. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing good. So let's talk about uh, Dumb and Drummer podcast. So uh, I had this idea a while back of doing a podcast with a real drummer. I'm the dumb. Jeff is the drummer here. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, my basically the idea in a nutshell is you you typically have about two kinds of drummers. Drummers that uh, took a lot of lessons, learned how to read. Uh, learned a little bit of theory, learned their, all their rudiments and stuff like that. You know, a lot of them took marching classes um, or the people like me that learned by beating on a mattress, playing along to Slipknot songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, there, both can be said, there, a lot can be said about both methods of learning. While I do wish I had le- taken a lot more lessons and stuff like that. Uh, there are some people that a can't afford that, you know, uh, uh I didn't have YouTube, but me now there's YouTube and stuff like that, which is great. But uh, sometimes all you have is the mattress to beat on. And, uh, uh, but it'd be awesome if you had something, someone to explain like you, who, you know, is more versed in stuff like this, mm-hmm. the, these uh, theories and topics in a digestible way. Yeah. For someone like me who, you know, I know, you know, I know what a paradiddle is and stuff like that, but there's a lot of different, you know, I don't know all the different ways of applying it to a kit, you know, all the different ways of notating it, how you can break it down and stuff like that, uh, which are things I really wish I knew as an up and coming drummer. Mm-hmm. So that would have so, benefited me a lot. So getting the perspective of the self-taught drummer and then getting the perspective of the other side, the lessons, music theory, <laughs> application. Yeah, more, 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 the more school taught drummer. Okay. Um, I'm going to edit, obviously edit this out because sit oh it's cool i got i got four dogs and we were yeah, trying he can to hear when stuff's going on outside and then if anything's quiet then he likes to make fucking noise when i'm on a call he did it the other day um yeah so we'll, we'll, everybody yeah. loves dogs it's all good i got four of them i'm sure you'll hear a couple barks on my end as well yeah that's kind of unavoidable so so yeah so let's let's get right into it here so as far as uh what to expect moving forward is uh we're gonna take some questions we're going to explain some different topics about gear, about uh, in musical interpretation theory, uh, writing out drums, and then the, the self-taught approach of figuring stuff out by banging on a practice pad, banging on a mattress, and hopefully make sense of all this complexity. Exactly. Not about right. Uh, and try to make it try to make it easily digestible because you know there's a lot of these there's a lot of these good drummers I see on YouTube. They're great, amazing drummers. But they go to explain stuff and, and it's not digestible in a way for, for people that aren't, you know, that already don't have that beginning level. Yeah. You know, it's like they, they it's kind of almost they make their videos in the assumption that someone already has the, a certain foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and there is more than one approach. Obviously. Exactly. And all, uh, all the time I, in the I, world know. may not help you out until you yeah, get and you know and just it, it, same thing with like you know uh regular uh academics the people are different kinds of learners you know people learn things different ways some people are visual yep uh i know i know i'm very visual like i uh i i can learn a lot by ear but once i watch someone do it i'm like oh it, it clicks yeah you exactly. know i because I, I, I can see the strokes and exactly what he's doing and it, it just clicks so much more for me i'm very visual that way <laughs> So let's check out. Uh, you have a clip of some double bass work, right? Yeah. So let me so let me talk, talk about it for a second. So um, 
I'm a, I'm, I'm a punk metal guy. That's, you know, where I started off playing drums. I, I obviously have tried to branch out into playing different stuff, but that that's, uh, that's where my heart is. Uh, and so I do a lot of double kick, double bass work. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, uh, one of my, uh, I think is detrimental to me is uh, when I start getting up in these higher speeds, and this video is actually a pretty good example of what I shouldn't be doing. I was tra- actually, to be perfectly honest, I was trying to do show a video of me practicing the um, a more of an ankle technique. Mm-hmm. And what this video actually showed me is how bad I am at this ankle technique. <laughs> uh, I had not really observed it from a foot level before and watching this I, and this uh, it's like I, you can just see I'm doing kind of a foot stomp there's really yeah. not a lot of technique in there it's like thigh muscle stomping the whole leg yeah and you know and when you start getting up into higher tempos and you're tensing up like that you're you're gonna crap out pretty fast because you, you're not gonna be able to hold that endurance but let me uh, let me do my share screen here and pull awesome. up my little video and I'm going to splice this in. Any, I'll splice in the high quality version anyway. Okay, cool. This, this is just for me. Let me share screen. Usually give me a chance to, since I'm going to edit this out anyway, I'm going to move this up just a little bit. Share sound. All right, here we go. Sharing my screen here. Oh, I got to grant access really quick. Sorry. I'm a, again, I'm the dumb to the drummer. No, you're good. Um, I think I, I, Put it on where you can share, though. No, no, I just had to. Uh... Okay, we have a little issue. Zoom is wanting me to quit to be able to sh- uh, share the screen because I had to cha- change the permissions. Okay, um, well, let's let's keep it recording and um... just edit it in. I'll just talk about it, and you can play it over what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to see it at the same time. Um... Um, how can I, can, uh, it ha- you have to restart it to, keep- well, cause I didn't, I didn't, uh, there's no, I didn't, uh, all, cause when I went to go share the screen, I have to give zoom permission. Oh, so it requires, okay. It required uh, permission. And when I change the permission, it means I, it makes me have to restart the app. Yeah. Just, just restart it. Cause it'll keep recording. So you'll just drop. Okay. Back, I will restart. And- it'll take me like two seconds. Yeah. I want to say, I don't want to like bullshit my reaction to it. <laughs> All right, let me see. Share sound, optimization help, share, and it's going to ask me to restart. Oh, here we go. Let's no, we're good. See. It says yeah, that. Here. There we go. All right. So here's my video. So I, I was playing at a slower tempo, thinking um, that I was uh, using more of an ankle technique and realizing I'm really not even at slower tempos. Uh, I'm kind of just stomping it, which I really want to work my way away from. But this is how I typically practice my speed and endurance. And uh, I actually, this is my first time behind a kit in about a week. So it is a tad sloppy, forgive me there. But it, it also, it does show my left foot is a little weak considering how often I play double bass stuff and how I should be Focusing a little more on my left foot. Word. And here we go.
So yeah, let me close that out real quick. Let me so once you get back, what what are your initial thoughts when you watch yourself back? When I so so I obviously wasn't playing anything on top of that. Uh, well, no hi hat or anything like that. It was just my feet, and which is always a little different because you're not you know. It just, it's always different. It's a weird feel when you're just playing your feet and not your hands. Yeah. And so that's kind of the point is I want to focus on, you know, I, I'm, I guess the logic behind it is if I can do it with my feet without really paying attention to what I'm doing up here, I can just fly on my feet and focus on my hands. Yeah. But, uh, so when I was doing, uh, the individual singles between my right and my left in the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, they, uh, my you could tell my right foot was pretty consistent on the strokes and my left foot, like that first stroke would be kind of soft and kind of blah. Mm -hmm. And then once I got the bounce in there, you'd hear the other few strokes mm -hmm. coming through. And even then they were, weren't evenly spaced. And there was, there was a good amount of slop on that left foot. What was, was the video originally for ankle technique you said, but the, it turned out. To yeah, be that was my, I, I, cause I'm not, I'm not, wasn't going to claim at all to be a, uh, an expert of ankle technique. It's something I'm just started trying to teach myself, yeah. but I kind of, I, I really thought I was using more ankle and uh, ankle motion and using my calf muscle mm -hmm. much more than I thought I was just smashing my whole leg down. And, but by that video, you can see my, my ankle doesn't even move. It stays yeah, at a 90 degree angle the entire time. It's almost like for that technique, you need your throne to be higher. So your foot is actually going down like this. And I've, I, I do. I'm, if you're lower, then it's you're, it's more more of a, a, a temptation to use more leg versus kind of. I, I, I agree. Um, but I actually already sit kind of high because I'm, I'm a taller dude. Mm -hmm. So I, I do sit kind of high and, uh, but I try to find this. So there's this, I try to find for me personally, I try to find this equal balance because I'm not just a metal drummer. And I, I know like there's these dudes that set up super high spring tension, big fat oh, beaters yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, big fat wood beaters. And that's how they get their speed. And it's like, well, I don't always play with a double pedal. I, I play a lot yeah. of punk gigs where I'm just playing a single pedal and all my doubles are with one foot. Yeah. And I just I just can't do it on those super high spring tension big beater things. Oh man, I, mean, yeah, I can blast some double bass and do some blast beats with them, yeah. but more more articulate stuff is out the window for me. Right. So I'm trying to find a nice balance there between um you know me being have that where I can kind of just lock in my feet and just you know set it and forget it almost when I'm doing double bass rolls. And still being able to do more articulate stuff. Okay, that makes sense. I don't play. I, I don't really. I'm. Uh, I don't. Uh, outside of metal, I don't play with triggers either. So mm -hmm. sometimes I'm do. You know, uh, I'm doing uh, softer notes on the bass drum and all that. Yeah, and it's it, it's really interesting on that because if you isolate any given foot, like even if you isolate your right foot, over a long enough timeline, it will just start to go to shit. You know, you're. Yep everything looks good. And then all of a sudden it starts locking up or starts slowing down. And then you're, you misfire and, you know, hit off the pedal, your right foot goes off the pedal or whatever. So, and especially on the left side, you isolate the left side in comparison to the right side. Yep. Almost like your left side needs, you need to do left foot, left foot lead and do like I, another rep just on the left side or something to like compensate. 
I mess around with that. I want, I should incorporate it like as an actual part of my practice routine, but I do mess around with um, just playing licks and beats with my right foot. And mm-hmm. I'll pick like a song that like, I'll, I'll find like a nineties rock song or something that like, yeah. you know, relatively simple beats and stuff. And I'll play them. I, I, uh, I don't switch up my kit, but I play them left-handed or op- open-handed pretty much, I should yeah. say. And, but with my left foot, and then just to add to the limb independence, I'll keep time with my right foot just off to the side of the pedal because mm. I don't have a left, a right hi-hat or anything. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, you know, be keeping time on my right foot while playing the bass drum with my left. Which is, and, yeah, very telling. And it, uh, it I, I should add that more because it, obviously the, the more, uh, the more practice you get in with that, foot that limb it's going to get better that's just right. regardless uh, obvious right. so uh, what was that i was just saying right oh, and yeah. um so yeah what i want to focus on is really getting that ankle motion in where i'm using my calf not my shin and not really just pushing with my thigh yeah and really relax so like you were saying when you went after a certain amount of time you start tensing up and then things start getting a little sloppy mm-hmm um i really want to you know breathe in breathe out find my zen and relax when doing especially that really fast stuff because you know when you're doing when you're blasting double bass for about a minute and then you have 10 more songs that have other fast stuff like that you're and you don't want your leg locking up well and and also for that um i would say a practical approach is like slow it down 10 or 15 bpm play with the metronome do left foot lead exactly we all we all want to you know go down and you know go down to the kit play a closed double bass you know roll sounds like a machine gun but you have to work your way up to that also exactly i don't have to be a medium to low tempo and sound really consistent and the technique's really solid then stretching and then having all this weird random stuff happening with technique i i know you i know you're uh you're not much of like like a a super fast metal guy but there's this thing i've noticed and i've heard other guys kind of mention it is there's a weird there's this gap so you got slower tempos where ankle motion doesn't really apply so much yeah um and you're you're you know you're you're hitting the bass drum pedal just kind of like you're kind of hitting it slamming on it uh and then you get this weird mid tempo where the technique is not quite where you're able to float on that ankle motion, but you can't really just, and then when you get to the, so you can only, and basically what I'm getting at is the ankle motion. There's a certain threshold where you at a minimum speed, you can really practice it at effectively. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. And it's just, it's the same thing with double stroke rolls. Like when you're learning how to roll, Yeah, there's that area where you're stroking it out and then all of a sudden you just let it bounce. So instead of uh, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, it just say dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. And it, it yeah. almost it's it's it, and it starts getting that almost buzz feel to it because exactly. it's just you're, they're so close it's, together and that bounce is right there. Well, it, it's a multiple bounce stroke, a double or a buzz or a triple stroke, whatever. Right, a bounce stroke, but you could apply that same rationale to a bass drum, like a bass exactly. drum technique at a faster tempo. It's a it's still single, but it's like the the mechanics is multiple bounce. Versus if it's slow, I can just use leg. And a lot of drummers do use leg. And some people say don't bury the beater and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that, that's that's really it's really good. I think uh, what I love about the video most is that there's a foot cam. Right. You actually have a camera on your feet, which a lot of people don't do, which is kind of novel. But also like recording yourself playing. I mean, a lot of people on Instagram are recording themselves on top, 
you know, the camera is showing what you're doing on the kit with your hands, but you never see what your feet are doing. So you're like, wow, my left foot sucks balls, but you just didn't know what level it, it sucked uh, off until you actually film it. And then you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's very tough. I, the, I, you know, I, specifically, I'm just saying in general. No, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the, you know the reason I started doing that? I got called out and someone said I wasn't because my camera angle wasn't really showing my legs on. Oh, I forget, I forget what song it was. It was a video I posted. Someone called me out saying uh, that I wasn't really playing that fast or my my the, my oh, knees whatever. didn't look like I was doing. And so I was like, you know, and uh, I wish I could remember what video it was, but I actually went back, reposted the same video because I had recorded my feet because I was already thinking about doing the foot cam. Thing, oh, nice. I'm really lazy when it comes to my video editing. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to post it without the foot cam. It's actually really that bad that you just put the foot cam, you know, video and then splice it in or whatever. I didn't, re I, I did not know this at the time. I was yeah. totally thinking it was some long process that I was get that I found daunting that I did not realize was just do picture in picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could do that too. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to do uh, mine. So just a, yeah. background, uh, a little bit of background. I, I've been working a lot on linear flow. So okay. uh, for those of uh, viewers that don't, or listeners, whatnot, that, hi. That's me. <laughs> that don't know what the hell that is. That's me right linear here. Linear flow is. So uh, linear flow is kind of like, uh, it's like the proverbial golf swing of the drumming community. Like, okay. you're always getting tips on it. You're always working, trying different clubs and stuff like that. Like, really, but that's like the coveted, you know, I mean, no one really brags about how good they are at, like, putting. You know, it's always about, like, when, they, when I say golf swing, I mean, like, a drive. Like, I'm driving right, yeah. cards or whatever, you know, that, that sort of thing. So uh, linear linear means that nothing is hitting at the same time. So okay. If, if it's okay. Five, oh, okay. So that's what that's what linear means. Okay. That's what linear means, yeah. So if it's five notes in a row, it could be snare, kick, kick, tom, tom, symbol. Snare, so, kick, kick, tom, tom. Well, snare, kick, kick, tom, tom is five. So snare, kick, kick, tom, tom. And then you could build a whole measure of that. Okay, snare, kick, kick, tom, tom, bell, bell, cymbal, kick, snare, snare, kick, kick and crash together. And that's like a you know a measure of whatever time signature. So I actually have a song that comes to mind that I think would be an example of a linear playing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you you know Deftones, right? Oh yeah. Uh, the intro to Digital Bath. Yeah, that that's that's a good one. Um, Would that is that is that's an example of linear playing? It's almost linear. I don't think everything hits. Uh, in I don't think there's play. anything in that that hits. Uh, okay, no, there there are some hi hats that are on the kick. The 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 first beat is da 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 cat, and he's hitting um uh the hi hat on the first beat. So uh, da 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 cat, like da 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 cat. It's, I, I think it's, I, so I was just kind of lands together, yeah. but it, yeah, that, that's, that's a good, that's a good, um, concept. It's not exactly linear. Okay. There are still things hitting at the same time, but well, he, what, would he, be an ex what would be an example of a, a song? Some people would know that maybe cool. have, has, th that's a good example of linear playing. If you could pull one off, uh, just uh, out of your head. There isn't the reason why I say linear flow is because it's normally like a continuous fill. It's it's just like looping fills together. Okay. To make it a tasteful way, um, and the easiest way for me to do that is to focus on like chaining fills together without making it like copy paste. With with still finding like a voice. So there, okay. like, in a band, it's hard to say linear flow within a musical setting saying. because if I'm playing a beat, um, even like a 
I mean, any kind of beat, you're going to have stuff hitting at the same time, normally on the upbeats or downbeats of a, of a bar. Right. So, like, linear flow is going to be more like I'm playing a fill and I'm playing, you know, like, uh, I think the easiest way to understand, like, linear is, like, two against two, everybody's favorite fill. Hand, hand, foot, foot, hand, hand, right. foot, foot. That's all linear. Okay. You're not playing, you're not okay. playing hand, hand on the, on the, nobody, I mean, that's cool if you want to do that, but, like, snare and snare and the bell kick kick snare snare right and kick, where, where your hands are going like this which which would be yeah. cool if somebody did that but normally it's just that that quintessential metal fill that four against two or three against three all those are linear so taking linear concepts so so what i um i took some lessons with a guy named jerome garnett and he's uh he he has these videos on youtube building blocks to gospel chops he's a phenomenal player Okay. His method is okay. You take like uh, 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 two against two, right, uh, right, left kick, kick, right, left kick, kick, right, left kick, kick, right, left kick, kick, and you make it right, left, left kick, kick, right, left, left kick, kick, right, left, left kick, kick. So you add instead of hand, hand, it's hand, 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 foot, foot. Okay. Or instead of hand, hand, foot, foot, it's hand, 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 foot. So wherever okay. there's one, there's two, or wherever there's two, there's three, or you add a note, or you take one away. Or Got you reverse you. it, you know, you make it, to, you know, accents on beat one, you make, put the accent on the last beat instead. And you're just kind of manipulating that. So after a while, it's kind of like, all right, how can I put these notes into like a, like a grid where we just took like two phrases. We took right, left, left kick, and we took right, left kick, left, right kick. So if you think of like John Bonham, left, right kick. And you just right. play it on the toms and, you know, you can close it. But if you alternate left, right, kick, right, left, kick, you get a completely different tonal. Right. Yeah. Up, yeah. Up, down, up, down. And, and it's like, do that, do that, do that, do If you just play the hands, it almost sounds like a little swing beat. Whenever you, there's a uh, Ray Luzier throws that into his uh, solos a lot. I've noticed yep. it's, it'll be so Todd Zuckerman. He, he, right. he plays at the end of like trash can. Mm -hmm. it, Todd Zuckerman's trash can fill is that it's just two against two in 30 second notes, right, yeah. left, and then kick, kick on the double pedal and then left, right. And he's just playing. You can see it, him doing this on the toms instead of this on the toms. It looks like a flam. He's going da 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 And that's the one, two, one, two, one, two. That's the two on the hands. And he's just falling on the feet. And so I've that's never noticed that, that from... I've never seen Todd play that, and I'm really interested because that, like, uh, when I see Luzier do it, he mm -hmm. most when I'm when I'm just when I've caught him doing it, it's mostly just between the uh, floor tom and the snare. I would love, oh, to yeah, see I would love to see yeah. like because because you know Zuckerman's fast as hell too. Well, I'd love you, to see that down the kit like people that. People don't know that's a great way to add a very like that's a great variation instead of playing right left kick mm -hmm. kick right left kick kick right left left right right left left right right left left right like that little swingy type thing. I started messing around with it when um, I moved my 14-inch floor tom to my left, just to kind of oh, start yeah. using my mess around with my left a little more. Very tight. And so I would, when I would add, you know, uh, the two against twos into fills, mm -hmm. I would try to add that in there and throw a little, uh, you know, right, left, left, right, or something like that from that floor tom to just try yeah. to utilize that floor tom as much as possible. That's a really good. And actually, if you take the middle tom and put it in your high tom position, then you can kind of get some different voicings as well. But in a in a band setting, that can be a little distracting. But I, I'm gonna play. So this this is really okay. So here 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 was the goal. The goal was to play to a track, and this was uh, 90 or 100 BPM. 
uh, and I was going to do uh, right, right, left accented kick. So, and work on like crossovers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then also play either right, left kick or left, right kick. Okay. So just play that, chain those together, and then Jerron challenged me to add one double kick in there somewhere because that's all single kick. Right, left, okay. left kick or right, left kick is just one kick. So add right. in a random right, left kick, kick or right, left, left kick, kick. So double okay. up on the kick drum. And I failed. So I played for like 10 minutes and tried to do that. didn't work because uh, <laughs> I just wanted it. So I got all my chops out. And then on the second run through, I was just like, all right, let me keep it simple. But I want to keep a crash every two beats. Okay. And that personally has been really helpful for me because if you're just playing to a track and you're just essentially noodling or linear flow or whatever, you're free soloing, whatever you want to call it, it's easy to get lost where you're like, oh, I, I, I'm now I'm playing out of time. And you don't want to keep, you know, your left foot going on the hi hat the whole time, or whatever. If you crash on every, you know, every two bars, you hit a downbeat crash. You can kind of navigate. So you'll hear that on this recording, where to to for my own navigational purposes, I was hitting the crash to be like, okay, there's beat one. Then I can have some continuity where I don't get lost. Okay, let's see it. A couple questions about that. Hold on one second. Let me stop. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just the the overall focus was to not lose the navigation, but also like have a free. You know, I don't want to be boring. Like, I still want to be like interesting. You know, and and that's a conversation for maybe later. I think um, podcast coming up. We're going to talk about like why we're on Instagram, things like that. But uh, what, what what were your takeaways? Um, so one of the things is when I watch, watch a lot of people kind of just, uh, you know, free, free form their way through like that, it's I'll see chops that are cool, but it loses its musicality. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that you it kept, like you said, it kept that flow. It kept going with the, with the track you were playing to. It didn't sound. Uh, it didn't sound like it was just a drum solo with a random backing track, which yeah. I feel like a lot yeah. of. I, I see a lot of it. I, like, especially. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's great to like, you know, a Berkeley graduate that can sit there and analyze exactly what he's doing and break down the music theory. But for someone that just wants to watch a rad drum video, I'm like, that's cool. But it's not. It doesn't sound like it's going to the track with me. With yours, it yeah. sounded yeah. like it flowed with the track very nicely. 
And what, okay, this is something that always I always see, and I, I don't know what the term for it is or anything, but there was a, one point you did something on your stack, and you also did it a little bit on your hi-hat. Um, and it's this just quick little moment where it sounds like you're like, you're falling off time, but you're oh, not. Yeah, but yeah, okay, not. yeah, yeah. Uh, but but before, before I answer that, though, if, if, if you, and maybe the people watching picked up on this too, the, the 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 track is going bum 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 but it's keeping that same right and and what I normally do is after the after the downbeat crash it actually got repetitive because I've watched that video like 30 times right but I hit the downbeat crash and then I played something like boom bocat tom Boom, right. cat Tom to go with the track, but it's also so I keep my place. So it may sound repetitive, but I'm okay doing that if that's like an insurance policy for me not getting off time. But what you're talking about is like, it's like people call it metric modulation. People call it like different that's, stuff. I, but I, I was just saying that, but I didn't want to sound dumb. But that's what I, I've heard. I, I think it's a form of modulation because you're 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 modulating between groups of like okay, sixteenth notes, and then which the downbeat is on the on every quarter note. Right. Maybe maybe you modulate to groups of five where it's on the one, E, and uh which is kinda cool. It's on the downbeat it's on the one, then it's on the E of two, then it's on the and of three, then it's on the uh of four, then it's on the you know, then it's on the and, you know, because it's every like five notes. So I think it right. can actually be on beat two of the next time, then it restarts. So downbeat of one, E of two and of three, of four. Five notes later is the downbeat of two, E of three, of four, then the downbeat of, then I think it might, it, it restarts, and I have to look at the actual thing, but if, if, you, if you take groups of five and you know where like the beat one is, then you can just kind of play it and you're kind of in like this limbo where it's like, wait, what's happening, what's happening? And then you slam beat one and it's like, oh shit, that's amazing. Is it, oh. is it the way I'm understanding it in my head is is essentially you're playing like uh like we'll say like uh, say like say you're counting four you'll you'll play counting five till it catches up to the four again exactly okay it, so so with the group of five I think it resolves every it's every like five measures it, okay you'll, you'll get back to beat one because it's like right. every five notes so every five notes there's a um. There's an accent. It's actually on the it's actually on the on the sixth note. So you play five notes with an accent on the downbeat, and then mm -hmm. the sixth note has another accent. So one E and uh two E and uh three E and uh four E and uh one E and uh two E and uh three four E and a uh, one. Okay. So you, you, you might be able to play that in a phrase like groups of five moving it right. around. And the last one, you just go four E and a uh, downbeat crash. Crash. Instead gotcha. of four E and a uh, one. E, or, you could <laughs> it, or you could play it. And I think it's five measures and it resolves. And it's cool. Cause you can, you can do a lot with that. But I think that what, what you're talking about is, and, and that was a good catch that I did in the hi-hat as well. Is that Todd Zuckerman thing? Yeah. Right, left kick left right kick except on all the lefts i just hit a backbeat 
Oh, so, so you were doing that same lick on your stacks at that point. Exactly, exactly. So, oh, so, now, so and now that you say now that you say that, I hear it. Except it's it's actually right left kick, left right kick, left right kick. Because then if I just played right left kick, left right kick, it wouldn't uh-huh. be like a beat. I wanted to go to get to get I wanted to go So right left kick, left right kick, accent left right kick. Right, left, right, kick, left, right, kick, accented left, right, kick. Okay, I hear it. And if you if you could play that fast, you can actually move it around to different drums. I'm trying that out later. That sounds cool. And then you end it with... I mean, you can end it however you want, but I mean, if you want to play that backbeat, I guess it would be... It'd end with a right, left, kick, kick right left kick kick okay the end of the phrase so so whatever you're playing if you're playing that backbeat pattern it would end with you know but a lot of that like i and one of it i switched the camera angle which was really cool because you couldn't see that i like kind of it was almost a fuck up it was uh-huh. like a left hand because you got to be willing to like hit down beats with with other you know with right your or something like that but another thing um i did another superman thing is it's like a six stroke roll plus We'll just call it the Superman fill. Right, left, kick, kick, left, right, kick, kick. And then sometimes okay. end with a downbeat on the snare. Right. If you're ending the, with a kick, kick at the end of the bar, you don't want to go kick, kick, kick. You don't want to make it right, right. complicated. But I think the key to that, because I, I think I played that track for like 20 minutes. And then the first time I was just like, it was way too choppy. I wanted to keep it simple. So I think the key to that, the key to better linear flow or whatever, is just like whatever you play, if you can't play a crash on every two bars, then you need to take it all the way back. You need and to break it down. Flam downbeats or just eight note permutations or something. So just on either the downbeat or the upbeat. No sixteenth notes, no triplets, no six tuplets, no nothing. If you that's what you gotta do, just to be able to hit that downbeat crash, to your point earlier, it will probably be more interesting to the listener as well. Cause they're like, I would love to get in a car and just drive hundred miles an hour and it just be all a blur but I don't see anything that's going on around me. That's just like a complete blur. So if I want to understand what's happening or at least have a better idea of what's happening, it can't be going that fast. Like I need to be able to discern what's going on for it to be interesting and entertaining to me. Exactly. And I mean, and realistically it's, you know, like, especially like when I was saying about it it being listenable uh, like that, someone could listen to that that is not a musician and enjoy it. Exactly. And that, and I think as, as musicians, that's, that's what you're playing for. We're not supposed to be in a, uh, you know, um, a beat off contest with each other about this stuff. Well, I mean, it kind of is, but, uh, the, (laughs) the other thing that to add to that, uh, the last thing is the dynamics. Mm -hmm. Like I really try to play like as many ghost notes as possible. Even the last phrase, you couldn't really hear the toms, but that's like a Vinny phrase. Mm -hmm. And I just did a video on breaking down Vinny Cagliuta and everything. So one of his like signature licks is um, it's kind of linear, but not really linear. Um, every time the right hand hits, you hit the ride bell, mm-hmm. and then you play thirty second notes all the way through a bar. But you play right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right. It's an inverted double stroke roll. Okay. So, so if you just keep your right hand on the ride bell, and you're and you're so you're playing ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, right. Ding. 
you just fill in all the other notes, but just move your hand up and down. Ding, da, da, ding, ding, da, da, ding, ding, da, da, ding, ding, da, da, ding, ding. Okay. And I played it in six, six, six tuple meter. So you can play it, or you can just play it. You know, you can play it, but it sounds, but that's also a variation of two against two. You're just flipping it. So instead of starting with two, you're starting with one. One, two, two. So uh, one E N uh, two E N uh, three E N uh, four E N uh, one like that. It's kind of hard to explain without playing it, but like that's what an inverted double stroke roll is. So you're just applying that to the kit. Mm-hmm. So again, like finding like little like I wasn't trying to blast out that last phrase is nice and subtle on the toms, like something a little bit more dynamic. You know, like you have mm-hmm. highs and lows throughout, and that, I think that's really what makes it interesting for me as the viewer. I don't I don't want to hear you fucking blast off. You know, I want to hear some dynamics i have a, a fairly recently within like i want to say like the last year really discovered the importance of dynamics yeah uh they add so much texture to your playing um and you know like i really started digging into you know how when and where to apply ghost notes and accents mm-hmm. and it it, it adds it adds dynamics to it exactly what that is. There's, you know, there's depth to it as opposed to clock, 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 clock the entire time, you know, which is, which is a lot of metal music, unfortunately, which is, it is, but now, I mean, even it, some of this newer stuff is applying more uh, dynamics with it. Like, especially if you listen to uh, not more, more of a hardcore band, but um, you got like, uh, I'm trying, Oh my God, I'm blanking on names. Like bands, like uh, I think it's architects. Oh, not yeah, my, yeah, they're not so much my style, but they they apply. I mean, they're hard hitters, mm-hmm. but you there's ghost notes and accents and stuff in there, and their fills aren't just single strokes across the kit. You know, they're uh, they're, they're, they're you can hear the uh, the accents, the uh, the ghost notes. There's there's he's playing rudiments, and it's it's really cool. I mean, and not my style of music, but I, I I can listen to it and really appreciate the drumming, especially in the context of heavy music. I, because, I would definitely check out Tesseract as well. Tesseract is a Tesseract. I've heard the name, but I have never uh, I've seen the transcriptions, and they're just all. It's just a wall of ghost notes. I mean, just a, just dynamic. Con- so I mean, it, it's almost like okay, take a three different fills or phrases or whatever licks you have, and just make them dynamic. Like make make them fifty percent ghost notes, or play soft, loud, soft, loud. Like the right, left kick, left, right kick. You can mm-hmm. go like ascending, descending to it too. You can make it like soft loud you can make it you know kind of um have like peaks and valleys as a crescendo and decrescendo and every single you know thing that you're playing yeah i mean and you can you can and and that's what i like about those those uh linear concepts is that you can take them in 16th notes six tuplets that sort of thing um i actually made a video on that last night and i couldn't play it clean enough where i wanted to uh add it on but I have a, a, a fill pattern that you can play in 16th and six tuplets. And the six tuplet sounds exactly like what you said, where you're like, wait a minute, what was that? Because it's six tuplets in groups of five. So there's there's, tw- okay. there's there's 24 six tuplets in a measure. So you can play five groups of, almost five groups of five. You can play five group, four groups of five in a group of four equals 24. And then it goes over the bar a tad, correct? It doesn't go over you... the bar. That's it. Okay. Five plus five plus five plus five is twenty, plus four is twenty-four, 
There's two. Oh, okay. I, oh, okay. So you're counting five and then you count one, four. is is a bar of six thousand four four. Okay. But okay, if you're I listening that. to it, you're 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 literally hearing it at what what's called like a displacement, I guess, or modulation or whatever you want to say, because it's a downbeat. The the first two phrases is on the downbeat and mm-hmm. then on the uh of one. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six is when the other one hits. So it hits right before the next downbeat. So as a listener, you're like, did he just fuck up? But then you you hear the downbeat crash at the end. Because the last phrase is one and a two and a tss. And as long as you hit that downbeat crash. But at a certain tempo, you're going to be like, I don't, I don't know what that was, you know. So kind of, you have to orchestrate it in a way that still sounds entertaining, but also like, okay, so you just crammed a bunch of notes into a, you know, into a phrase, and it doesn't sound musical at all. So, uh, I think we're we're pretty close here on time. Um, any any final thoughts on what to expect? Do you want to talk about uh, what what we're doing next next podcast? Uh, well. Uh... You know, a lot of this is uh, going to be us talking about drums. A lot of uh, Jeff educating me and whoever's watching uh, about uh, some of the stuff that uh, he has learned over the years um, and uh, in and his scope of drumming. And I will be doing the same in my, you know, uh, self-taught, learned in a bedroom sense. On top of that, we'll be having a few guests. Uh, I have a couple, uh, we have a couple uh, cool people. I don't want to say any names exactly yet, but we have a cool pe- couple of cool people that are going to be coming on. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. We're just going to be talking about mu- stuff that has to do with music. Most, uh, a lot of it mostly relating to drums, but uh, everything from social media to mental health to, uh, uh, you know, playing drums with uh, complaining neighbors. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, what 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 I really want to contribute to 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 kind of pitch, uh, piggyback pitching back off. It's been a long day. Uh, piggyback off what you said is uh, providing education any way that we can, and you know uh, hit us up with questions. You know, send us DMs or emails or whatever on. Hey, I've always wondered about this. Like, we'll we'll give you guys opportunity to uh, to ask those questions. But that that's what I really want to tackle. It's just like, hey, I've always wondered how do I get my kick drum to sound this way or, or, or when people are record, I can never get my video to look as good or, um, I, I'm, I'm hitting a plateau and I don't want to drum anymore. You know, like that, that sort of thing. That's, that's the kind of stuff I want to talk about as well. And not just, um, you know, play the instrument. And, uh, I, and I'm, I, I, I'm hoping that I will be able to, be able to ask a lot of the right questions in terms of th- these things that you know that I don't and uh, vice versa. But yeah, I, uh, hopefully we get a lot of cool questions from people that uh, things we can delve into. Absolutely. Um, and it, it just, uh, you know, explore. I mean, you know, there are going to be people that want to learn everything from music theory and every rudiment that they can possibly learn to people that are like, I just want to play blast beats. And, you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't think, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what? Whatever makes you happy playing drums. I, I, I've seen talked about applies though. Yeah. It conceptually, it applies. Oh. Like, so you're like, no, I don't care about any of that. What you just talked about with displacement modulation and who played what fell. I just want to play blast beats. And it's like, what's the first thing we talked about? Foot technique. Yep. What Weak side, left side. And then that's going to understanding odd time signatures. Like, you don't, blast beats aren't always in four, four. Like a lot I of actually, shit is an odd time signatures. You got, you got to, you got to be, know how to think. You got to know how to use your brain to be able to. Play I when I'm playing, I count my blasts in three for some reason, and and it's oh, weird. Yeah, even if I'm not like, 
because I kind of learned doing that bell accent, the and um, so it was I was breaking them up in three in my head, and I still do it, even though like it it'll land in an odd spot if uh, when I'm counting everything else, but I just in my head, my blast beats are in three, no matter what else I'm doing. Yeah, my blast beats are in three for some reason. Well, which which is really cool. I mean, which is I know we're out of time, but like if you if you're playing a, a group of three, uh, like a like every third note is accented, but you're playing in four four. You know, instead of you get like a different a different pulse, which is which actually sounds dope. Yeah. Oh, that's what I love. I don't, I, I love to go like this, da, 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 then go, da, 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 da. you know, like, it, I mean, people are, they, they do this weird, like their hand is almost moving like this. Like the, it's, it's like a push pull, but it's like, yeah, a, the, the little finger motion. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't get me wrong. I love blast beats and the, I, I God, we need to cut, wrap this up, but I love blast beats and those singles, just the really fast single stroke blast beats are cool. Yeah, but when they yeah. break them up with the bell or add like, you know, uh, you know, just little odd time stuff with splashes. It just adds so much depth, and it's a lot. I, I love doing that that's, stuff. That's, that's dynamics, yeah, for sure. All right, well, I'm looking forward to next week. I know we have a guest next week, which is uh, we're not we're not going to say who. I don't want to say uh, who just yet because I want to make sure we don't have this. We haven't uh, set up the schedule with them, so I don't want to be like, hey, and we're, then we're, no. We're, we're, we're going to get some guests on, though, for sure. So uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. See you next time. Thanks, everyone. Take it easy.